This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brian Andrew, and I'm here with my favorite trade request just to be denied by the GM. Stephen Galindo, how you doing? <laughs> I'm not getting traded, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another week, another set of injuries. What is going on? People are just getting injured left and right. And it feels like this year, the injury of choice is the Achilles heel. Yeah. Would you say it's the Achilles heel of the Achilles heel? It's the Achilles heel of injuries. (laughs) But yes, the Achilles heel of Achilles heels. Um, Kirk Cousins goes down. I think it was in the either towards the end of the third or the fourth quarter goes down um as soon and I saw this play live as soon as I saw that play and him go down without being touched and just like what he was doing when he went down I said he tore his Achilles oh no because I have Kirk Cousins in a dynasty league mm. and in this dynasty league it's a super flex and I only have two quarterbacks on my roster and I'm sure you can guess Kirk Cousins was one of them there's there's no one available, huh? And there's nobody available, yeah. Actually, I mean, like, the other quarterbacks I have are um, are just, like, long shot rookies or backups, and, yeah, they're, they're not going to play this year. So mm-hmm. here I am sitting without that second quarterback. Luckily, you know, I, I do have decent, like, flex options that I can play um, in that spot. But um, obviously, you know, when there's a cost, there's an effect. And so with Kirk Cousins – um, rupturing his Achilles. The Minnesota Vikings trade for Joshua Dobbs of the Arizona Cardinals at the trade deadline. So we're we're looking at him to start probably not this week in week nine, but uh, mm-hmm. week ten. What are your thoughts on Josh Dobbs making his way over to Minnesota? So what a year Dobbs has had, right? He basically gets traded right before the season starts. He's the opening week starter for the Cardinals. Then it's announced that he's about to be benched this this next coming week. And then they trade him to the Minnesota Vikings. Like I guess you could say if Cousins was going to tear his Achilles at any point of the year, I guess right before the trade the trade deadline was perfect, I guess, right? <laughs> so um, me and you had a little bit uh, of a back and forth, I think, between us about the Dobbs. I felt like with the Vikings being four and four and having a decent chance of making the playoffs and you're trying to convince Justin Jefferson to come back, that you might do a little better than Dobbs. You know, but uh, I'll let you make your points now. But like you did mention on something on the lines of like you know he is a cheap, solid option to get. You know, and I I'm sure the Vikings were shopping around. You know, and then they probably just landed like maybe Dobbs is the best we could do without giving up too much. Plus, like Cousins tearing his Achilles and all that. You know, you, maybe the Vikings are looking at like, well, maybe we we shouldn't try the hardest to win every game right now. <laughs> you know, like if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. Right. So it's, well, well, they're set up in a decent position right now that they're not totally out of playoff contention. So they can still make the playoffs. On top of that, I think Arizona realized like, Hey, we have a decent team. 
mm-hmm. if we're doing this stuff with you know Dobbs and Murray, Murray must be looking good then because I know he's practicing. He must be looking good that they feel confident to um, you know to ship off Dobbs and yeah and uh, you know roll the dice with uh, Clayton Tune, I believe this week. I I, I honestly thought. If you were to ask me before the season started, I, I was there's no way Kyler Murray's going to play because the team didn't the team wasn't designed to win this year. You don't want to risk your franchise quarterback getting hurt unless you know tinfoil hat. He's not the franchise quarterback, and the franchise quarterback's coming into the draft next year. But yeah, very interesting things going on in Arizona, and I guess that kind of you know leads into very interesting things happening in Minnesota. Do you do you feel the Vikings are positioned to keep winning? And do you feel like Dobbs is gonna continue, is gonna help players like Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson and, and Gang? Yeah, I think so. I mean look at Dobbs uh look at where he threw the ball in Arizona, the tight end. He he was a tight end heavy, you know, quarterback. So Hawkinson I think is going to be okay. Um, look at what he was able to do for Marquise Brown. You know, he kept him relevant for a few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a little up and down, but, you know, I think he'll be able to get the ball to, to Addison. I think the people that hurt the most here are um, KJ Osborne and the running backs. Although the running backs weren't really doing much prior to Kirk Cousins going down, but with... Dobbs coming over I mean like our defense is going to be entirely like oh my gosh you know they can pass all over us like they are with Kirk Cousins like I don't think so so Mm -hmm. it's going to be I think it's still up in the air we don't know until we see it I think you know I mean this week they're going to start Jaron Hall the rookie yeah and I mean who knows what he might pull out the the Will Levis uh cameo (laughs) and and um you know actually look good i have hall on one of my taxi squads in dynasty not because i have a ton of faith in the guy i simply picked him up because i was like there might be a chance the vikings are bad and then they'll bench cousins at some point just run rock with the rookie while they get a new quarterback the year after uh i didn't i didn't predict that cousins was gonna tear his achilles but also hall's not gonna play you know after you know after this week but who, like you said, who knows? Maybe he goes out there, shows out, and then there's a QB controversy the week after. But um, I do have some Viking stock in fantasy, and I I am watching it pretty closely this week. I don't know how cute and not cute I want to get with these with these players. Well, this week's a tough week, obviously. But <laughs> how do you feel with Dobbs? Um, you know, at the helm, I'll, I'll give I'll I'll give him a shot for at least a couple weeks. And then if I realize, you know, some of the other players' stock is is getting a little lower because of the Dobbs thing. It's not like we're going to have Cousins on the Aaron Rodgers plan and have him come back, you know, later in the season. So I, I, I do feel like watch the next two to three weeks, even maybe just two weeks of this Vikings offense. And see if the if you want to play like I guess TJ Hawkinson you don't want to get cute you're gonna play him every week no matter what, but players like Jordan Addison Osborne stuff like that I think those are the players that you probably gotta you know keep an eye on. Before we transition, um, do you think Kirk Cousins is going to be with the Vikings next year? 
Probably not. Really? I you think they'll have a good enough draft pick to get the quarterback of the future? They are certainly setting themselves up to <laughs> at this point of season. If you're having no Jefferson come like if Jefferson doesn't come back and you don't have cousins for the rest of the year, your running back situation's not perfect, your defense is suspect sometimes. There's a reason they went one and four. They're probably the they were probably the most competitive one and four team. Now they're four and four though. So at best they'll probably at best in terms of draft capital that they could go four and thirteen and that that should still get you maybe a top ten pick. I don't mm. know if they're gonna lose every game moving forward, but it's intriguing to see how the Vikings handle the rest of the season too. I I still picture players like Jordan Addison playing through, even if they start fetching players because he's a rookie and you want to give him some reps. But I can see players like TJ Hawkinson sitting out week 16, you know, something like that. So uh, I don't, I don't think cousins come in, but I, I, to counter myself, I do believe the players and the franchise do really like Kirk cousins. I and he he's been a team player, and I feel like they're really they really like him there. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. But he's also in his mid thirties, and maybe they need a change. I uh, I think they should use their draft capital on defense. Yeah. I think they need need a better defense. But and, and real quick, uh, when they were one and four, you know they were leading the league in. Um, losing games that they were only you know uh, one possession away, you know, in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. So it's not like they're getting blown out. They were barely losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they were some pretty high high scoring games. So um, their schedule, they play the Falcons, the Saints, the Broncos, the Bears, the Raiders, the Bengals the Lions twice, and then the Packers again. Uh, that doesn't seem that scary at all. It doesn't and seem I w- scary, but now the Vikings are probably one of those teams where those other teams look at the Vikings and say they're not scary either. Right. But the NFC is weak. Mm-hmm. Oh, other yeah. than the Eagles and the 49ers, I think the Seahawks are... Um, I don't think they're it. You know, mm-hmm. so I think the Vikings, you, you know, don't underestimate the Vikings. I think they can still slip in as a wild card and, and potentially, you know, win that first wild card game. You never know. And, so, but we also have the Bears, just, the Bears who try to improve. Like they, they traded draft capital this week to improve, you know, defensively. Like they're, at least, it looks like they're going to try to make a run for it once Fields is healthy. So we'll see. Maybe they just got the guy for for next year, but but you got draft capital in the Vikings. There's another team you got draft capital in, and it's close to your heart. The I was going to say the St. Louis Rams, the Los Angeles Rams mm-hmm. quarterback Matthew Stafford also um, experienced an injury this past weekend. He sprained, I believe, his thumb. Yeah, and so he's questionable for this week. I know you got some Puka. Nakua stock, you know, and then there's Cooper Cup. And what are you thinking of their fantasy outputs this week? 
if Matthew Stafford does miss time. I don't know. So every time I heard about, or every day I hear about this injury, it seems to be like it's day to day. They're not worried about it. They're not having to practice because they're just resting him. But he hasn't practiced yet this week. It could be that he doesn't play. And to be honest, like it's basically, do you want stock in a backup quarterback? And even right now, I don't even feel like the Rams are confident in who they have backing up right now. That you're, you, There was Wolford rumors up until the trade deadline. I don't think anything was done. No, so, I think the – was he on the Bucks? Yeah, so like – I think, I think the, he's Bucks on the Bucks actually signed him to the roster so people couldn't yeah. claim him. Yeah, yeah, because like I think the he was on the Bucks practice squad, and then the uh, Rams were going to inquire, and then they they signed him to the fifty three man roster, and then then that trade had to be done, and it just was. Seems like they pulled a Brian in one of our <laughs> fantasy leagues. You want to explain what what your what your beef is with me right now? <laughs> so my beef with Brian is, um, I have Justin Fields who is in my IR spot, and then I have Trevor Lawrence sitting out this week and so i'm like okay well like there should be one decent quarterback you know and so the team that uh, lost kirk cousins put in a pretty hefty fat price for Derek carr um a little too rich for my taste so i'm like oh i can go with like will levis right and you know who picks up will levis and also has lamar jackson and who's never gonna use will levis mm-hmm. and only picked him up so that way nobody else can get him which at the end of the day, it's it's a strategy. Mm-hmm. But yes, this guy right here, Brian, picked up Will Levis just to just to warm his bench, so nobody else could use him because um, he knew that somebody needed a quarterback and somebody wanted a quarterback. So there you go. I'm a little I'm a little sad and upset, but you what are you going to do? Right? It's it's a strategy game. Yep. Yeah, either I'll trade him or, you know, Lamar Jackson still has his bye week coming up. So, and you know, it will, I wouldn't be surprised if like in two weeks I have to drop him because he had his uh, fairy tale start and then it just went, he got a lot more realistic after that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Going back to the Rams though, like my, my stock in the Rams, like, yeah, it's a little shaky. I'm probably not going to get too cute though. Like regardless who's throwing the ball, I feel like, Puka and Cooper are going to have to get open. You're you're obviously starting Cooper Cup. Yeah, but what about Puka? If if Stafford doesn't doesn't play this week, are you still putting in Puka? It depends because Puka has his own injury stuff too. So uh, I'm I'm feel like he has a knee issue. He was a limited participant today. I think I would still put Puka in, but it's the same thing. Like, I, but I, if you're if you're asking me for my personal team, I also have Jordan Addison stock, and I don't know if uh, if I feel confident in that matchup either. So I feel more confident that maybe Puka might have a successful day than maybe Addison, right? If we're comparing the two, just simply on who's throwing the ball, and there's a decent chance I still think Stafford's going to be throwing the ball this weekend. Now, uh, a sprained thumb Stafford, is that good? We'll find out. On his throwing hand, by the way. Yeah. So it's not like Justin Fields dislocated, you know, thumb and um, having trouble gripping the ball. But, I mean, you know, with the sprained thumb, it's possible that he does have issues gripping the ball. So Stafford's a pretty tough dude. Um, I think he'll find a way to play through it. I'm a little nervous about Puka because, mm-hmm. he, like you said, he's dealing with his own injury. 
I think this could be a big uh, day on the ground. They're playing against the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it could be a big Henderson Freeman day, um, in my opinion. And, you know, I'm trying not to be biased cause I do have Henderson on a team, but you know, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good possibility that those guys lead the charge on Sunday. I agree. Any other, any other injuries? Yeah. Drake London, Drake London injured is growing, 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 <laughs> growing. Um, and so he left early and he, um, actually missed practice on Wednesday. Um, so he's questionable. And other than London, um, Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Waller the baller. You know, I, I drafted Waller in a couple leagues and I knew the risk of the hamstring. And here we are, you know, week nine. And it's possible that he misses a few weeks. And this is according to um, just an interview he did with a reporter where he said that you know, he might be out a couple weeks. Um, he used the word weeks. So it makes me a little nervous. Um, you know, he's dealt with hamstring injuries in the past. And, and this week he was going to play the, the Las Vegas Raiders, which would have been a nice, you know, revenge game against them. Um, you know, they're dealing with their own issues on that side of town. And, um, yeah, so those are some, some significant injuries. Other than that, I don't think we had any other big injuries. Let me ask you something, because you have Darren Waller stock. Um, is it just me, or does is there always like a Darren Waller injury report, but it's always like halfway through the week, and it doesn't happen like super right away? But I'm asking you, because I don't have stock in him, so maybe I'm not getting them as frequently as you are. But I always no. feel like it's just like randomly, you're- like on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's like, yeah, Darren Waller might not play this week. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like It's like um, after waivers and everything, and I'm, I'm sitting there like, okay, what's going to happen? Did he practice? Did he not practice? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? You know, like if it's that bad, how come they just don't tell you right now? Like, yeah, he's he's you yeah. know, there's there's like, like there's rules in the NFL that you have to be transparent with your injuries. I guess their first practice of the week is Wednesday, and so like they don't have to um, drop injury reports until Wednesday. So um, it kind of sucks that waivers, you know, waivers happen before then, and so you know you just got to kind of plan ahead. Luckily, you know, I did plan ahead. Um, and I had, you know, another tight end on the bench and um I'm uh, I'm going to have to start him. Um so we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> you know, other than those those, you know, handful of injuries, I don't think we had any other significant injuries. No. Um, of people, yeah, leaving or or in jeopardy of missing um other than the Dobbs trade, um there were a few minor defensive trades. Mm-hmm. You know, defensive players moving and uh the only other trade that i can think of that has some relevancy in fantasy is donovan peoples jones being traded from the cleveland browns to uh the detroit lions yeah i I don't i don't feel sorry for interrupting but i don't Mm -hmm. feel it's gonna have a huge fantasy relevance but i do think for people in deeper leagues who probably have like josh reynolds stock and stuff like that i do feel like maybe this will hinder some of that. I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It, it could be one of those things where they just got wide receiver death because like every other week or something, it seems like there's a Lions wide receiver that's out. They don't, I, in my opinion, they don't have a clear cut number three receiver either. Like I would say Josh Reynolds was number two, but 
you know, with James Williams and stuff. I just feel like they just wanted to get some depth for their wide receiver core. And I do think that brings the stock down of like, uh, those wide receivers two through four on the lines. <laughs> but like, I still think St. Brown and Laporta are going to be fine. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, I don't really think they have a distinct wide receiver too. Like if anything, Laporta is wide receiver too. Um, I think sometimes it's Josh Reynolds. Sometimes, you know, it's Khalif Raymond. You know, I, I don't, I haven't seen anything impressive from Jamison Williams, you know, coming back from suspension. Like he was supposed to be fresh. And I mean, the Lions have a good offense. And uh, if they can find a solid wide receiver too, like I think that holds some value in fantasy. And so if, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones comes in and, um, you know, he's able to, I guess, assert himself from the pack, you know, of two through four and, you know, show, I mean, he's talented. He's a talented dude. Like before they traded for Elijah Moore in Cleveland and before, I think even before Amari Cooper, um, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones was, was, you know, one of their top targets. Mm -hmm. And I think with the Baker, Baker Mayfield when he was there. So like, he's got talent. And so I think, Fantasy wise, like this could be something down the stretch that because the Lions are so good, you know, on offense or, mm-hmm. you know, better than in years past. They're one of the top offenses in the NFL. Like I think he could hold some fantasy weight. I agree. And probably the biggest news out of this week though. <laughs> the Raiders made some changes. <laughs> the Raiders. So so they give some context. Uh Devonte Adams. I'm not saying he's the reason, but if you want to start connecting dots, you know, you want to start connecting the red yarn on your on your uh, on your board. Devonte Adams has been pretty unhappy with the situation in in Las Vegas, and then all of a sudden this week, Josh McDaniels gets fired, the GM gets fired, and it's because Devonte Adams. I'm assuming. I'm 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 not saying this is the main reason. I've read some articles, but I'm. It's also the performance of the team, but also, like, the guy requested to get traded. You guys didn't pull it off, <laughs> you know? And you have a you have an unhappy star on your team, and if you can't make Devontae Adams happy, then you got to fix some things. And uh, I think I read an article that the John Gruden and now Josh McDaniels contracts put together that the Raiders, the Raiders are going to have to pay, like, $120 million to those guys for the next – several years <laughs> like those rosters those. so not only are they gonna have to hire a new coach and pay that new coach there's also paying 120 million dollars to the two former coaches they had crazy that is that is silly <laughs> I, I was gonna say yeah they just don't have luck with with coaches i didn't think john i don't think john gruden was was bad um i think he was building the roster up you know and he'd obviously um, had to depart early for obvious reasons, but yeah, um, you know, I still like John Gruden. I, you know, that whole that whole fiasco, but um, I think they need to find themselves a Dan Campbell. Oh, they need to you. find themselves, you know, maybe like an ex player or an up and coming coach who deserves a head coaching shot, and and somebody who can like hype up that you know hype up the locker room, somebody who can bring the team together. You know, especially after these last two poor head coaches, um, they need somebody who can rally the team together. You know, I think they should have kept uh, Derek Carr personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo was any 
you know any big upgrade um i don't blame all the raiders you know flaws on on jimmy g because he was able to lead the 49ers to the super bowl and so i don't think it was completely like his lack of being a elite quarterback i think it was more so the coaching and the you know on that end and so um it kind of sucks for him that he's getting benched mm-hmm. but you know it's it is what it is and um i think if anything now the raiders can yolo out and i think that's going to benefit you know Devontae adams and jacoby myers and and even josh jacobs yeah i think antonio pierce is uh maybe antonio pierce is the guy that you're describing <laughs> you know we'll find out in the next few weeks i think if you're a raiders fan you're just looking for i guess like Something to look forward to to next season, right? Unless you can string enough wins together to bring to get the Raiders back into playoff contention, but I just feel like there's so many holes and weaknesses in this team that it's probably not going to happen. Here's my favorite thing about the Raiders. Okay, like too bad we don't do video because in the video you would see behind me a Super Bowl championship flag <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I've got to see them win two Super Bowls in my lifetime, and I'm hoping there's a lot more. So I'm not a big Raider fan, but my favorite thing about the Raiders is the fans, the Raider fans. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I love to see on Twitter or X, I should say X, when the Raider fans start talking smack amongst each other about <laughs> who should be coaching and who should be playing and who they should go out and get. It's beautiful. It's it's poetry in motion. I love it. Um, I just had to throw that out there. I digress back to, you know, your regularly scheduled program. I think it's time for us to get into booms, bust and out of the stadium. Let's do it. And I want to start off with the booms this week. All right. Okay, here comes the boom. Let me, let me get your boom. Because we're talking about Derek Carr this week, New Orleans Saints. I believe, uh, I don't know who they're playing, but it doesn't matter who they're playing because I'm taking Olave. Chris Olave to boom this week to get back on track to be, you know, the second, third round pick that you drafted him to. Derek Carr is going to have a big day. Um, let's see. They are playing. They are playing this week. Uh, the Bears. The Bears. That's why I picked Olave because they're playing the Bears. Mm-hmm. That's the Bears. Are, the Bears are not the best defense. Um, they don't really pressure the quarterback that much. Derek Carr has been looking a lot better in recent weeks. I think he's had his last two games. He's had over 300 yards passing. I think Olave gets his, uh, his stuff together here and he pulls out a a 15 plus fantasy point game. Give me 70 yards and a touchdown from Chris Olave this week. All right. I respect that. Sticking with the Raiders affiliated day. I'm picking Devontae Adams for my boom this week. I feel like he's going to go in there and he's, he's coming off. You know, he's got a brand new coach. He doesn't have to play with Jimmy G anymore. And I think Antonio Pierce is going to turn to whoever's running the offense and just straight up say, get Devon, get Devontae Adams the ball. And I think that that's what, that's what they're going to do. Win, lose, draw, whatever happens. I do think. That Antonio Pierce is gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't 
I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it off. But uh, he, uh, Adams is only projected to get around 11 to 12 points. I, I think like he, he could certainly surpass that. I wouldn't be surprised if he has one of his highest catch totals this week. And they're playing the Giants. The Giants don't scare you. So I, I the Giants do have a good defense. But they don't scare you. So I'm going with Devontae Adams. I think that's a great pick. You know, he was he was on my list of uh of people I would choose for a boom game. What's funny is, you know, this this past weekend I I went up against uh, you know, somebody who had Devontae Adams and going into that Monday night game, I was only up by twelve points. And if this was two thousand and twenty two, two thousand and twenty one, you know, two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen, nineteen I would be super scared that I'm losing. I don't have a chance. It's over. But this year, I looked at his you know previous three games. He was under 10 fantasy points. I crossed my fingers, <laughs> and I asked that the Lions this time wouldn't let me down as they did the last time. And they, they, they showed out. And you know who else showed out? Jimmy G showed out for me, overthrowing <laughs> Devontae Adams three times. Throwing an interception, trying to, you know, get Devontae Adams the ball in the back of the end zone. I loved it. It was great. I got the dub. Here we are. Let's go. So, Week nine. So in one of my leagues, I have Devontae Adams, and I'm Owen I was Owen seven in that league. There's, there's, but I was like, maybe I could finally get my win this week. Down by seven points going into Monday night, I still had Devontae Adams. And it, I, I, I almost fired Josh McDaniels after that game. <laughs> that, that's how bad it was. You're the reason why he got fired. You called Mark Davis. <laughs> mm-hmm. You told him fire this guy right now. Yeah, I, I, I know Mark Davis was still celebrating his Las Vegas Aces championship he won in the WNBA. But I was like, hey. I understand you're successful there, but you got to do something about this Raiders situation because Devontae Adams lost me my only possible win this in this league this year. So uh, I too in another league had Devontae Adams, <laughs> and I was only down by like nine points, and you know I I lost that that game. But um, moving on to our busts, mm-hmm. uh, let me bust real quick and tell you that Tony Pollard. of the Dallas Cowboys is going to disappoint you this week. He's been disappointing the last few weeks. They're going up against a tough Eagles defense. um, As far as it go, as far as the run goes, Eagles are easier to pass against than they are to run against. Um, I think they've only allowed one rushing touchdown, I think in the last like five or six games. And that was to Brees Hall. And so I don't think Tony Pollard is going to have a big game. Give me less than 15 fantasy points from Tony Pollard this week. Me and you have been doing panic or patience or something on that level for probably the last, uh, I don't know, several weeks of the season. And we have yet, I think, to add Tony Pollard into that. Like, and he, he deserves, he's the 18th ranked running back right now. Like, he kind of deserves to be in that conversation. Like, uh, that's a good pick. I'm also going running back. And I'm going staying with the Raiders, staying on theme. 
I think Devontae Adams is going to get the ball so much that Josh Jacobs is going to have a very disappointing game this week. I think Antonio Pierce is like, hey, make sure Devontae Adams gets the ball. Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, you're going to let it rip this week. And I think they're just going to abandon the running game. And I, I think it's going to be Josh Jacobs getting less than maybe 10 points. I do think he's going to get the yards, but he's not going to land in the end zone. I think he'll still get maybe 65 to 80 yards uh, rushing, and then, you know, maybe he'll catch a pass or two. But, no, I think every time O'Connell steps back in that pocket, it's going to be looking for Devontae Adams. (laughs) And so, Josh Jacobs, you're going to bust this week. All right. I I dig it. I dig it. Um, Out of the stadium pick, let's go. Last week, I picked Odell Beckham Jr. to be that out-of-the-stadium pick. He gave you a fat goose egg if you started him. <laughs> so I got to redeem myself this week. Okay. So I had, to, I had to go deep in my pockets here. And this week, I'm pulling out Jonathan Mingo of there the Carolina go. Panthers to have a you know startable game. I think he's going to give you ten, at least 10 fantasy points this week. I know, you know, Bryce Young loves to find old man Thielen, but I know that uh, the time, I think, is coming for Jonathan Mingo to have that breakout game. I think he had the most uh, most yardage and, and receptions this past week, and so I think he's going to build on that good performance, and I think he might even find himself in the end zone. They're going up against the Indianapolis Colts. They allow about 36 fantasy points to receivers a game. You know, they're in the middle of the pack. They're not scary. They're not, you know, the easiest team. But I think that uh, Mingo is going to have that breakout game this week. That's a good pick. Last week, I picked Will Levis. I'm really proud of it. I went really out of the stadium for that one because he he was going to be splitting reps with a Willis all game. But so this week, guess what I'm doing? Staying on theme. Aiden O'Connell. He's probably going to throw a couple interceptions. He's probably going to have a really bad game efficiently. But guess what he's going to do? He's going to find Devontae Adams in the end zone a couple times. It's going to boost his stats up. Aiden O'Connell is my out-of-the-stadium pick this week. And I think he's going to get roughly between that 17 to 20 range, which I would say is booming above what his expectations are. Out-of-the-stadium pick is Aiden O'Connell. Dang, okay. Okay, there you I'm, have I'm it. Put, I'm putting a lot of stock in this Raiders offense this week to not let me down and not make me look stupid. And I think we found I think we found the title for this this episode. What's the title? The Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's great. No, that's he went Raiders all across the board. Now I gotta sit there and actually watch the Raider game. <laughs> any any closing thoughts before we we send the people off? No, I was actually really excited to start doing some of our SOB picks this week, but then with the trade deadlines and the injuries and the Raiders, I felt like we should push that back maybe another week. So I'm excited not for next to week. mention not to mention the Harden trade. Oh uh, yeah, so like James Harden, yeah, I'm a Clippers fan. James Harden got traded, so I I've been following that. Uh, so I yeah, it's, speaking of trade deadline, right? So I. I'm looking forward to us possibly doing some SOBs next week. 
I'm ready for some SOBs. There we go. (laughs) 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 All right. Tell the people where they can find us on X, Ryan. You can find us on X at LA Clip. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you can find us on X at OT Fantasy F Ball. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether it's Google, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whether you're just watching on your desktop, would you just download? some random code to find it. We appreciate everyone who listens to us. You guys could be doing anything with your time, but you spending it, listening to our podcast and we appreciate that. We always uh, enjoy the love and support. Like Brian said, share, subscribe, rate the podcast, reach out to us on X. We love to answer questions. Uh, They don't even have to be football related. They can be anything about it. As always, we're not fortune tellers. But we're fortunate enough to let you know the Raiders are just not that good this year. (laughs) I'm Steven. That's Brian. Thank you for joining us. See you guys next time.